Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Cosmetic Acupuncture. I am so excited to share this episode with you guys. I think it's the most fun to share the things that you love with other people, like the things that have worked for you, the things that you value in your life that have contributed to your life, your happiness, your health, whatever it is. So this is one of those episodes where I'm going to share my journey with acupuncture a little bit, um, and more specifically, cosmetic acupuncture. So years ago, I was, before my son was born, I decided that I wanted to go to acupuncture. I heard it was great for, you know, getting your body ready for pregnancy, all that good stuff. And I had maybe tried it before then as well here and there, but I found a great acupuncturist and I went and I really was pretty diligent about wanting to make sure my body was clean and healthy and ready for a baby and all that good stuff. And so I went to an acupuncturist at that time, quite a lot, like several times a week, I feel like two, three times a week, um, getting ready for that. And of course, when it came time to um, to work on getting pregnant, that happened very quickly, like very quickly, and kind of surprisingly quickly. And I was like, wow, okay, like, I think this works, like, clearly, my body was ready, and everything kind of came together. And, and so I just deeply valued, right, that experience. And I felt like it really helped my body heal in so many different ways. I feel like it is incredible, right? And it's really dealing with the energy systems and the meridians of the body. And cut to, I don't know, years later, I decided to try cosmetic acupuncture where, you know, really like rejuvenating the face. And, and so I went to a place um, and it was a very, like, it was a wonderful experience. It just you know, they put a couple pins in my face and it was lovely. And I left and I was like, okay, well, I tried that. And, um, and then I found my guest today, um, who really, really is an expert at cosmetic acupuncture. And she doesn't just do a couple pins. There are pins everywhere. Um, and you can really feel this starting to work, right? Um, from the first time I met with her, I just loved it. I mean, not only is it awesome and relaxing, um, but just great results come from it. So I'm very excited to introduce her to you because uh, she um, is wonderful at what she does. And I'm here in Southern California, so her business is here as well. Um, but if you've never heard of cosmetic acupuncture, uh, you might want to check it out. It's a it's a really cool thing. So I have Lydia with me here today, and she's an Eastern medicine practitioner specializing in cosmetic acupuncture and holistic facial rejuvenation. 
Her interest in holistic facial rejuvenation began when she started experiencing issues in her own skin. She was experimenting with different kinds of holistic skincare modalities, and she was astonished at the amazing results she yielded without any type of invasive procedure. Lydia has trained with world-renowned holistic facial rejuvenation experts, such as Amanda Shale in the UK and Dr. Martha Lucas of Maisen. So with no further ado, I welcome Lydia to the show. Lydia, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> yes, this is so fun because this is actually you and I get to see each other and we get to chat and I come to get treatments done by you. And <laughs> that's why I wanted to share this with everybody because, um, you know, I discovered cosmetic acupuncture. And then I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but how I found you. No. So I have this like weird thing in life where I'm an intuitive, obviously. So I decide that I want to do something like I was like, oh, I want to find a really cool person who does cosmetic acupuncture because I love acupuncture in general. And I had tried it once. So I just look around and I just use my intuition and I found your website and I was just like, oh, she's the one like I'm supposed oh. to go see her. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Right. So I just scheduled an appointment and came and saw you. And I'm so happy that I found your website and that that connection was made. Oh, yay. I'm so glad. Isn't that a fun story? Yeah. Um, so for those people that might not know much about acupuncture in general, or have never heard of cosmetic acupuncture, what is what is it? Like, how would you define cosmetic acupuncture? And then maybe a little bit of like history on it too. Sure. Um, I guess to start with the history, cosmetic acupuncture um, was actually used a thousand years ago. Um, they dated back to like the Song Dynasty. I think that was around, uh, right around um, 900 AD ish, 12, 900 to 1200 AD, I think it was. Um, and uh, there was an empress in the Song Dynasty that was known to have beautiful skin and she stayed young for many, many years. And she was the first one that was recorded to have used cosmetic acupuncture and things like Gua Sha um, to stay young and beautiful for a long time. And um, there's also uh, the Chinese have been known to practice skin rejuvenation as far back as you know, the Tang Dynasty, which is 600 AD, which is 15 years ago. And they've made herbal preparations for skin problems and anti-aging and things like that. But the more modern version of um, cosmetic acupuncture that we use now that I use in my clinic is actually derived from a Bell's palsy treatment. So um, I, I use a mixture of many different techniques. I trained with many different um, practitioners and um, the most common one that I use is a Korean technique, and that was derived from Bell's palsy, actually. So Bell's palsy is a, a sudden acute onset of facial muscle weakness, and it's usually uh, on one side of the face. So um, it causes asymmetry of the face. So there's like people have a hard time closing their eyes, or the mouth can't close, or you just generally see the sagging on one side of the face. And oftentimes in Western medicine, they use um, antiviral medication and steroids because they think it's caused by um, an attack, like a viral attack on the nerves on the face. But in Chinese medicine, we use acupuncture to bring symmetry. 
by sometimes using electroacupuncture or different acupuncture techniques. And if you um, treat that within the first couple of weeks of the onset, then you'll have full recovery um, within a month. Fascinating. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what is the philosophy? What's like, how does it different versus treating Bell's palsy versus some of the other types of cosmetic acupuncture? Yeah, I just totally went off on a tangent there, but that's great. <laughs> so it's so interesting. It basically, um, I get asked this question a lot about the difference between microneedling and cosmetic acupuncture. Mm. Microneedling is using um, usually around 12 to 16 needles on a device, and it pokes a lot of holes on your face, and it usually only works on the epidermis. Whereas cosmetic acupuncture, we go deep into the dermis and sometimes the muscle layers in order to um, affect you know, changes in the skin as far as increasing um, level of production of collagen. And also, uh, we are trying to correct asymmetry of muscles, just like used in Bell's palsy. So as we age, we see a lot of sagging, and we also see, um, you know, uh, uneven skin tone, right? And then um, also, let's see, uh, there's a lot of fat loss that we have to uh, uh, help as well. So um, in cosmetic acupuncture, we use the, um, the body's natural healing ability to bring about more collagen. So when we put needles in the face, it causes microtrauma there. Um, and then your body is going to bring about more healing agents there. Um, and then it's going to uh, help produce more collagen. So interesting. So yeah. I have... The one time I had tried cosmetic acupuncture, I think they put like, I don't know, six or seven needles in my face. Mm -hmm. Clearly when I come to see you, I have needles like everywhere in my face, <laughs> which might sound kind of wild to some people, like, <laughs> like what in the world, but, but I, I love things that are effective. And I knew the first time I came to see you, I was like, I could feel from the second you started putting needles in around my jawline. And then, you know, like on the base of my neck, mm -hmm. like I could just feel it working. So, so what is, what's the difference between, you know, more needles, less needles? Like, is it, is it something like that, that why did why the first time I went, do you think they use so few needles or do they just not know? Um, what's the philosophy? Yeah. So, um, there are, different schools of thought when it comes to cosmetic acupuncture, like everything else. Um, and there are some that believe that ac cosmetic acupuncture works by just bringing blood flow to the face, which is true. Um, a couple needles will stimulate the meridians on the face, and it's going to bring blood flow, but it's not going to help with um, specific uh, targeting specific muscle groups. And it's not going to um, help with, you know, the collagen production that is needed, right? So by adding a lot more, so what I do when I look at someone's face, um, first of all, I listen to their complaints because I don't want to just go and do whatever I want on their face. I listen to their complaints and, you know, see which areas I need to work on. So then from them telling me, I can assess um, which muscle groups need to be worked on. So the reason why I do the jawline for you, um, or if I do, let's say, 
around the forehead, you know, sometimes a lot of people want to do the cheeks. So I will target certain muscle groups and work on stimulating the origin and insertion of those areas so that we can either tighten the muscles or we can relax the muscles depending on the symmetry. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And, and so what are, what happens as the face ages? Like what, what's going on? I know you mentioned fat loss in the face, but are certain muscles getting looser over time? Does losing fat in our face just naturally happen as we age? Yes. So as we age, we do have um, the loss of fat. We have bone loss, which is very sad, but it does happen. <laughs> and we lose the integrity of the skin, right? So it's going to get a little um, loose as we get older. And uh, because of the collagen loss, we're going to lose volume as well. Sounds so, so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> we need but, you to fix this, please. <laughs> um, it's so funny. So, so what else? Let's talk about the meridians because I think this is interesting. And mm -hmm. when you know, I go to see you, you put some pins also in my feet and in my hands, not just in my face. What's going on there, and what happens with the meridian system, like with cosmetic acupuncture? Yeah, so um, when someone comes in, usually I will take a look at your tongue like I have with you and then take yes. their pulse <laughs> and then also look at the what we call the shen in the face and the eyes. Um, and all those things are basically microcosms of your whole health, right? So we look at your face and it tells us like, if there's more wrinkles on certain areas, if there's darkness, certain colors on the face, it tells us if there's a deficiency or excess or any type of, um, you know, uh, imbalances in the face in certain organs. Um, same thing for if we look at the tongue that also because back in the old days, they didn't have imaging devices like MRIs or x-rays. So the Chinese, um, after three to 5,000 years of observation, they learn that because the tongue is connected to our GI, our gastrointestinal system, if they look at the tongue, a lot of times they are able to see what type of imbalances are existing inside the body. That's why we look at the tongue. And also the pulses lets us know what type of imbalances there are in different organs. So um, we look at three different positions um, on both of uh, your wrists and that pertains to different organs. So that's really? why we look at that. Mm -hmm. So if you feel the pulse in different areas, like on your wrist, mm -hmm. it tells you how it different organs you which are organ seems um, deficient or uh, it's in excess, or sometimes we can even tell if someone is pregnant. Really? Um, yeah. And somebody who is very uh, well-versed in that type of, um, pulse reading can even tell if it's a boy or a girl. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is wild. So what, so what happens differently that you would tell that somebody is pregnant versus not pregnant? So when someone is pregnant, their pulse tends to be, um, this is really hard to explain. <laughs> to okay. <laughs> you have to feel it. Pulse reading, but it's going to feel very, um, what we call soggy and it's more full and, um, it, sometimes it feels like there's another pulse underneath. Interesting. So it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it only comes from experienced hands. Um, yeah. It's really hard to know just by feeling it once. And what, and do the different organs, like if, if the pulse is faster or slower, does that, is it as simple as like, 
faster or slower to detect if an organ is deficient or how would you determine um, that? Usually it's um, if it's like, if it feels more full or hollow or if it's very deep or weak, it's not really, we're not looking at the count so much as the quality of the pulse. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. And you learn that just by practicing Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, I'll be honest. I am not very well versed in pulses because I mostly do cosmetic, but there are people who do like fertility and things like that, that have to, um, or they really rely on the pulses that are probably, you know, a lot better than I am when it comes to pulse reading. And what I know in regular acupuncture, you know, there are different meridians that you know, meridian systems, but also, you know, different pins affect, right? Different things in your body, like mm -hmm. different areas, like, uh, you know, maybe the stomach or the spleen or different areas. So does the face have all kinds of different points on it and that it affects different, like not just your face or your, you know, how you look on the outside, but your physical body and its health? Yes. So on the face, the two channels that dominate the face, are um, stomach meridian, but there are other meridians on, uh, on the face as well. The health of our gut shows on our face is because our large intestine and stomach meridians are mostly reside on the face. Oh, that's so fascinating. It's very closely related. Oh, that's so fascinating. Cause you hear that, right? Like you hear, you know, that the way that like dark circles could be affected by what, you know, your gut and things like that. Like I've heard that before, but I never thought about that from an acupuncture standpoint. Yeah. Well, also the dark circles actually have to do with your kidneys. Ah. Um, uh, in Chinese medicine, if you have a deficient kidney, then you will see a lot of um, dark circles, like very, very dark circles. Um, I've seen a lot of patients who are younger that have very prominent dark circles that have to do with, um, you know, if they are, uh, if they recover from cancer or things like that, that really deplete the kidneys, then you can see um, very, very prominent dark circles there. What other types of things do we see on our face that are linked? Because I just think that's fascinating. Like if anybody's listening and they have really dark circles, like mm -hmm. that's just good to know that maybe, you know, your kidneys need support. Are there other things like, like even, I don't know, like lines on the forehead that are more prominent. Is that tied to anything? Yeah. So there are things like lines on the forehead um, that are, let's say like vertical, for instance, um, vertical lines. That's very uncommon, right? But if you do have vertical lines that uh, reflect some sort of um, severe trauma, Severe really? trauma. Yeah. So I've actually seen this in patients. And sometimes I want to ask them, like, you know, what did you go through to have that? Right. But yeah, so they say severe trauma can reflect as vertical lines on the forehead. What do they and call then, that? Like the crow's feet? Is oh, that, no, not crow's really feet? the number 11s as much as forehead lines that have. Oh, vertical. from your like eyebrow. Mm -hmm. So that the number 11s actually have to do with, you know, squinting and people um, that are overly stressed, things like that. So yeah. that number 11s have to do with more of your eye tension. Interesting. Yeah. But um, like different colors on the face, like for instance, if you have issues with your digestion mm -hmm. or if issues with your liver, it shows up on the cheeks. 
So like they're more red or something. Yeah. So like if you have, um, let's say more like a bluish green on, um, on your cheek, uh, usually it has to do with bluish green on the, um, the left side, because, mm-hmm. you know, um, that has to do with uh, a liver imbalance. Fascinating. <laughs> I think, I think these things are so important to know because, you know, I think there's a general idea that, you know, your face just changes because you're getting older or it just changes because it changes. And yet, obviously, you know, different people's faces look different at different ages. Like you can't just say everybody is aging at the same rate, right? Right. Therefore, like, oh, when you're this age, you're going to have bags under your eyes or when you're this age, like it's not like that, right? So obviously there's all these other contributing factors And I just think, you know, it can be a roadmap, right? For what's really going on in your body. If you choose to like seek out the answers to that, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's interested in um, finding out more about um, that type of facial diagnosis that tells you, like, if you have certain lines on the face, um, then it, you might want to try reading some books by Lillian Bridges. She is, um, she actually just recently passed last week um, mm-hmm. of cancer, I know. No. But, um, <laughs> but she, um, she was a world-renowned facial mapping um, acupuncturist. So if someone wanted to do, you know, cosmetic acupuncture, like what is it, it do you kind of suggest the same thing, like a series of sessions for everybody that's about the same? Is there like a certain standpoint, like period of time where you start to really see benefit in that? Like, is it, is it the same for everybody? Um, definitely not the same for everybody. It depends on your, um, the health of the patient, first of all, because, um, if we have a lot of imbalances, um, and if your skin is not healthy overall, then it's not going to be as responsive to the treatments. So if you have a healthy body, healthy skin, um, then you are going to have um, a very good response in a shorter period of time, as opposed to somebody who's going through, let's say, chronic disease or has a very poor diet or lifestyle, things like that, or highly stressed, then they're not going to see as fast results as somebody who is very healthy and has an active, um, healthy lifestyle. I think it's so interesting to realize, like, that that stuff just adds up and that we wear that, what we put in our body Mm -hmm. and what we subject ourselves to, that we kind of wear that literally on our face. Right, right, exactly, definitely. I mean, and, you know, I've been an acupuncturist for 11 years now and I've been doing this for a long time. And um, I've noticed more and more if um, somebody has a, you know, healthy lifestyle, healthy diet and exercises regularly, um, what they look like in their forties is so much, I mean, it's, it's such a night and day difference in the twenties. It doesn't manifest as much, right. Yes. But in the forties, it accumulates forties, fifties. And, um, it's a huge difference between somebody who's had a healthy lifestyle as, a, as opposed to somebody who's not had a healthy lifestyle for sure. I always say the twenties are your freebie years. You can just yes. kind of do whatever you want and, right. and have no problems. Right. I'm like exactly. the time, the time, the truth time is like in your forties. Right. Yeah. 
like everything, (laughs) everything starts to like reveal itself. Um, it's so true. I think it's so funny. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I never appreciated, you know, from where I stand now versus looking back at my twenties. I'm like, with the knowledge I have now, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would not have made those choices. I would not have done those things. Like, you know, you just don't know when you're 20 that you, you don't appreciate, you don't preserve because you don't need to. Yeah, you your body recovers so quickly. So quickly. <laughs> you yeah. just don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what to appreciate. I'm like, I was joking with my husband. I'm like, I didn't appreciate my collagen in my 20s. And he starts laughing at me. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think twice about that, you know? I know. Um, like you can drink or smoke or oh, do yeah. drugs. And the next day you look fine. Now yeah. I think I would look like a mess for months if I oh, did no. something I like did, that. I, like none of that. It's like, you're not hungover. You're not like nothing affects you. <laughs> and then um, we don't, I don't drink alcohol. Like, and I just simply got to this stage in life where I'm like, I've done enough of this in my life. I think right. I'm over this. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to feel bad. I don't want to feel bad. Um, it just kind of, I don't know, worked its way out of my life right. at a certain point, but but yeah, it's funny. I mean, in hindsight, you think about it so differently. Um, mm. But it's, you know, one of the things that I've enjoyed, like in getting to know you, first of all, you're super knowledgeable, which is so fun. And I love learning about things that I don't know about. So this is personally fascinating oh, for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, but you are so good at what you do and you're, the care in which you do it is so amazing. And obviously for some people, I'm sure you know, it doesn't freak me out super much, super badly, but, <laughs> but I'm sure some people are a little bit like, okay, I'm going to let this person put pins in my face. Um, but you do make, you do make it so comfortable and you make it so easy and you, you know, when someone's confident with what they do, then you feel confident with it and that you just exude that, which is really, really beautiful. So I know I'm in Southern California, we're in Southern California. Um, and I know people listen from all over the world, but for anybody that's here locally, can you share you know, your business and how they can find you on social media. Yes. Thank you. I I really appreciate that. That was so sweet of you. (laughs) It's true. Um, I'm just speaking truth. Oh, thank you. Um, So yeah, uh, I am on Instagram. My Instagram page is um, beauty within CA. um, And my website is www.beautywithinca.com. And my clinic is currently located in Tustin. Um, So we're kind of in central Orange County. Um, Yeah. And, uh, you know, we are currently taking new patients. (laughs) Yeah. So just give us a call. Yeah. It's so wonderful. It's such a, it's such a, I feel calm when I just walk in there. I'm like, oh, this is great. It's my time to relax. It's (laughs) such a, you know, it's so funny in life because it's hard to find times, especially, you know, when you're a mom and a wife and you run a business and stuff, it's hard to find those times, those quiet times. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I come, it's like, you just immediately relax. Cause it's a quiet time. You know, you're going to lay there for 30 minutes. You're just going to relax and receive. And I don't know for me, like any kind of acupuncture is so relaxing. Like I just immediately, like my whole body relaxes and it's just you know, a good 30 minutes, you can just be checked out from all the technology and all the stuff and just relax and allow the energy to flow through your body. So it's, you know, it's got benefits beyond just, uh, <laughs> just helping your face It's just finding those small times, which I think is so important in life 
to really just unplug and to be, and to receive from somebody to receive and be cared for and that type of stuff. So I appreciate you. Thank you for oh, caring for you. me and, um, and welcoming me into your space and all that you've, you know, taught me and shared with me. Um, about cosmetic acupuncture. I'm endlessly curious about so many things in life all the time yeah. and you're a wealth of knowledge. So I really Aww. appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me here. I, I am so happy to share the knowledge and also um, to hear all your compliments. <laughs> yes. Well, they're all true. So thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I will see you soon. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.